I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. Cole, I appreciate everything you did for the Dallas Cowboys. Cole, go get your money. <laughs> I mess up his name. I can't even get this. this that's a kitty. That's a kitty. That's a But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not the mascara. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Hang that phone up. I don't want to hear it. Shut it. <laughs> I can't stand you. Why, Daryl? I, I, I just can't stand you. I'm taking charge of this narrative. <laughs> you are not allowed to talk. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Ain't no way in heaven or in heaven. If Dak Prescott was there, was y'all going to beat us at Cowboy Stadium? You know better. So it's only by luck or by the fates of football that you won. I I just want to tell you that. So don't get it in your head that you guys are going to go to the Super Bowl, the playoffs, anything like that, because it ain't going to happen. I'm not predicting none of that. But as long as Jerry Jones is your owner, we have, there's hope. We can keep hope alive. This as ain't... long as you are a cowgirl, me and Stephen A will have something to what? Say. I just want you to understand, son. It's okay. Look, take your lumps, take your bump, take your bruises. It's okay. We feel for you all. Maybe y'all will get it. Oh, you see, you can't get yourself so low that you get rid of your owner. But as long as it, between you and the owner of the New York Giants, life is great for Washington. We're good. <laughs> like I told you before, both you and Stephen A can kiss <laughs> my high, high yellow Carmel oh color. Oh boy. Big round juicy. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Miss Day. Please bring him in just because. No way in the world. I know. He just... You should be winning that game like that. No, no way in heaven. You just don't understand. There, we were ahead at halftime. Goodbye. That should have been your prerequisite for oh God. Goodbye. We were ahead when we walked into, into the stadium. Yeah, that should have been your answer for you like, oh my God, what is going on? I don't want to see and you, then you look at or hear from you <laughs> for another 48 hours. You understand? 
I love you anyway. Hail What's to love? the rescue. Not Hail victory. To do with it. I'm sorry. We can't do the rescue. I'm sorry. Hail to the Washingtonians. Hail victory. Hail to the Washingtonians. Fight for OD. You right to sing this song because it was pure hell. Hell. That right there is the reason why the Cowboys ruined my Thanksgiving. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick and angry show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day. Talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. Once again, the Dallas Cowboys let Cowboy Nation, hashtag Cowboy Nation, down. And I mean, way down. As they just totally get disrupted, dismantled, disrespected, and disregarded by the Washington football team by a team that don't even have a mascot name by a team that was the same record at 3 and 7 at that time now they're 4 and 7 by a team that you know we can't stand and we were at home and Jerry World as this went down. I am so absolutely angry. I don't know what to say, but I'm going to try to put it into words. My absolute disgust with the Dallas Cowboys on a Thanksgiving day. I'm sitting there enjoying my Thanksgiving meal. I grub down on some dirty rice, some six-layered macaroni and cheese, some absolutely great dressing or stuffing, depending on where you're at in the United States of America, some mashed potatoes. It was all right. We had pumpkin pie. We had sweet potato pie. We had corn po. And we had rotisserie Cornish hen. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Grandkids were playing everywhere. They were jumping on me talking about... Uh, Love you, Papa. Papa, love you too. 
up and down, in and out. Get off the couch. Come here and give Papa a hug. Everything. Children coming over. I love you, Dad. I love you too. We had a great and merry time until we turned on the TV and watched the freaking Dallas Cowboys. I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm so hurt and absolutely just beside myself that on a fourth and forever, instead of punting the ball while we were still yet in the game, you're going to try to do a fake Try to run. How many yards was it they needed? 12, 11 yards, what the, whatever the heck it was. In Washington, they actually, their defensive player, if you look at the replay, the defensive players actually looked at it and said, Are they really trying this? Do you see this, dudes? Do they really think they're going to get the first down on this? When they tackled the player from the Dallas Cowboys trying to get that fourth down and whatever. The Redskins barely tackled him. They were laughing and tackling him at the same time. And we, sitting there with a smile on our face because we were still in the game at that point, just said, what the heck was that? Then, on the first play after Washington gets the ball at the Cowboys, I think it was the 30-yard line, Alex Smith, who ain't played football in 15 freaking years, it seemed. Hands the ball off or throws the ball off a little screen to this, 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 what was this boy's name? Alex Gibson or something like that? What was this dude's name? Antonio Gibson. And he just walks into the end zone and waves bye-bye to the defensive secondary. And if that wasn't enough, Gibson gets the ball again and runs in for another touchdown. This Mofo ran for three friggin' touchdowns in a Thanksgiving game. They even alluded, the announcer said, this hasn't been done since Randy Moss. This has not been done since Randy Moss. It's Absolutely insane. The Dallas Cowboys got outscored 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. First quarter, 7 to 3, advantage Washington. Second quarter, 10 10. Third quarter, 3 3. 
still in the game. Fourth quarter. Pfft. 21 unanswered points by the Washington football team. How in heaven's name do you let a team Score 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and you're at home, supposedly. It seems like everybody can come into Jerry's world and do what they want to do. When the Green Bay Packers come to play at AT AT&T Stadium, they come home. Aaron Rodgers owns AT&T Stadium. Every time we played them, and we played them like what four times since the thing has been built, Aaron Rodgers is like four and zero or five and zero in AT and T Stadium. He walks up in there like I'm home. Let's get it. But the NFC least now has in first place that football. We were looking somewhat good. Don threw for 215 yards, and yes, he had one interception and one touchdown pass. But the play calling, the defensive play calling—I mean, just atrocious. I blame the. Cowboys coaches for this loss and please by all means for the love of the most high don't give the ball or throw the ball to Ezekiel Elliott this $51 million million dollar man had 10 carries for 32 friggin yards 32 when they played the Vikings last week it it was the first time he had got 100 yards and I don't know since the beginning of time and every time he got the ball he fumbles the friggin ball what is hand what is wrong with your hands Zig Zig I understand you have small Iwakian hands but you, you got to put some stick on it. You need to go get some Gorilla Glue. Because we can't have this going forward. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about something when I come back in a second. Uh, have. I may even, in this, the, the second segment... They got me so confused, I can't even tell you what I'm getting ready to do, but I'm going to do something. So don't go anywhere and make sure you stay locked in, because this is a very special, this sick show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part dose of this sick show. 
Imagine seeing all Medicare, health, and supplemental plan options all in one place with expert advice on which ones to consider. Well, that place is Preferred Senior Advisors. At Preferred Senior Advisors, they have an award-winning comparison tool to help you make the best decision. Call Kelly Hopkins today at 940-594-1113. That's 940-594-1113. Check them out at their website at preferredseniorexadvisors.com. All right. It just ain't enough for the outgoing President 45 to just shush. He had to say something about everything and then had the nerve to get mad at the reporter when the reporter was asking him was he going to concede to Joe Biden 45 also weighed in on the game with the Detroit Lions at Houston Texas where the players kneeled during the national anthem prior to their Thanksgiving Day football game and he offered a two-word response. He offered a two-word response on Twitter because of them taking that knee in protest of police brutality and racism in the United States of America. His two-word response was, no thanks. Now, we know Ever since players in the NFL started this, you know, Colin Kaepernick, who started this, 45 has criticized any player that knelt during the national anthem, accusing them of being disrespectful to the United States military. That's absolutely hilarious. Because it wasn't long ago that basically he called the United States military a bunch of, what was the word that he used? Basically, he called them cowards in a nutshell. He called them punks in a nutshell. So, Taking a knee is the same thing as calling somebody a coward. Taking a knee is more disrespectful than calling our United States military cowards. I I, I just don't Get that. This dude can say whatever he wants to say. And people applaud and follow this 
nutcase who happened to win the election back in 2016 and ever since he took office he has lied oh I'm sorry that's disrespectful to say that the president of the United States lies okay I'm sorry he has fibbed his way through four years and because I'm not trying to be disrespectful like he says NFL players are being disrespectful to military I'm going to use the word fib from here on out but this man has fibbed so much in so many situations fibbed his way into the White House and now he's going to fib his way out because he's still saying that the elections were rigged I have never ever ever and before I met the Lord Jesus Christ on my own personal road to Samaria I used to be one of the biggest in respect for myself fibbers on the planet but I have never seen anybody who fibs and dares you not to believe the big bold fib that he told you to your face and you've got Americans not Europeans not the Chinese not Koreans not Japanese not Irish I mean if they were still on the planet not even Vikings are believing these fibs but Americans have taken the position of it don't matter because he is still at this point the president of the United States of America America is taking the posture to stand by their man and whatever he fibs about you must believe it or you're classified as unpatriotic I love my country I love these United States of America I'm glad I was born in these United States of America I was born in a small country town in Logan County Logan, West Virginia. I wasn't even born in the main hospital. I wasn't born in Logan General. I was born in the smaller hospital. 
It was the guy in that river hospital or something like that. It was a small hospital. And being that Logan is in the southeast. And at one particular time, rebel soldiers actually were stationed in Logan. I am as country and probably as redneck. And I can say that because I am a black redneck. As they come. I am very, very patriotic. My grandfather served in the military. My uncles and my grandfather were in the Korean War. When they were alive, they 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 actually served in the Korean War. One of my uncles went into the army he served. I had a cousin that was in the Marines. He served. I've got two or three cousins that served in the Navy. I've got a cousin, Dr. Monique Maldonado, who is my second cousin, who served in the United States Air Force. So my family has a history of patriotism. And the only reason I didn't go in the military was because my grandfather wanted me to do something different. And I fell in love with radio. And here I am in radio, but still patriotic. No, I don't line up with everything that the Democratic Party says or does, but neither do I line up with everything the Republican Party says or does. I am not a, what they would call on Hannity, a sheeple. I'm an independent thinker. But within my independence, I understand what is at hand for this country if we don't get the right people in office. Forty-five needs to just shut it. He needs to start making the transition out of the White House. Let the next administration come in and do what it is that they're going to do. We will hold them accountable and responsible just like we tried to hold you accountable and responsible. That's why you was impeached. I believe in the American people and I absolutely believe in democracy. Matter of fact, when I went to vote, I put a hashtag out there, keep democracy alive. 
Because without a democracy, the United States of America would cease to be. Our forefathers signed off on the United States Constitution. Our forefathers signed off on the Bill of Rights. Our forefathers bled, hung, and died for this country. And I hate to see foolishness and foolish talk abound. Especially when it comes from our president. And guess what? If Joey Biden gets in there, when he gets in there, they know if, when he gets in there, I'm not going to stand for foolishness from him either. Because if he's in there and the country is going down the toilet, you can best believe that on this sick show, we're going to talk about it. We're going to let you know where exactly we stand as the people who make up this absolutely great democracy. I know I sound like I'm running for office, but I'm not. I actually love being on the outside looking in because when you're on the inside and you've been in there a while you tend to not notice things like you noticed them before and bad habits tend to abound and you don't do anything about it but if I'm on the outside looking in I have the ability to look and discern and say to you with a straight face in all good faith you are out of order you need to bring it in I am absolutely able to do that and I love to do that because somebody has to hold somebody accountable I'm even accountable on this show. Even though I have a lot invested into this network. Even though I'm a shareholder of this network. I want to see this network prosper. I want to see this network grow. I want to see this network do what it was initially supposed to be doing and that's reaching you the people with the information whether it's sports whether it's politics whether it's social whatever it is I believe in that and that's why I do this show on this network 45 needs to stop tweeting. Twitter needs to shut his count down. It's over. 
Dude, it's done. Homie. 20, 28, or 20, 24. You have the ability to run again. Save some words for your next runoff. But let me say this before we go to the break. NFL players, NBA players, MLB players, NHL players, the national soccer players, people from around the world that are in athletics, if kneeling is a way to still bring attention to the racial injustice, not just in America, but around the world, then kneel all day long. Because we're not disrespecting the flag. We're not disrespecting the military. We're not disrespecting our country. Because our country could and should do better than what it's doing. Hi. When we come back, I'm going to try to lighten things up a little bit. So we're going to go potluck when we come back right here on this sick show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. that I was going to bring the mood up just a little bit. So let's get some happy Christmas music going on as I welcome you back to part three of this sick show. That great giving day is almost upon us, and what better way to show your giving spirit than by taking advantage of the Amazon deals that Amazon has on the BGCSports.net website this holiday. From electronics to home decor to literally thousands of products to choose from, all with amazing deals. So, avoid the long lines, avoid the social distancing, and avoid masks altogether as you shop smart by going to the amazing Amazon deals page at bgcsports.net from the station that's obsessed with giving you big savings this Christmas we're the BGC Sports Network okay I wanted to talk to you about this I don't know if you're familiar with a movie called Field of Dreams 
This movie came out about, mm, give or take 20, maybe 22, 23 years ago. It's been a minute. In that movie, it depicted a young man who was maybe in his 30s, you know, maybe early 30s, something like that. And him and his wife moved out to a farm. And when he was out on the farm, he kept hearing voices. And first you thought the voices was in his head, but he kept hearing voices that said, if you build it, they will come. And the whole premise of building this field out in the middle of a corn patch was to have the uh, White Sox from back in the 1900s, like 1916 or something like that, to come play in this field of dreams. And it was in Dyersville, Iowa. And a lot of people love that movie. It's a really great movie if you uh, watch it. I know Kevin Costner was the main lead role in that movie. But, you know, you always wondered what happened to that field out there in Dyersville, Iowa. And actually, the field has been taken care of. There's been actual little games like, you know, little league games and stuff like that, you know, played at this particular field of dreams that was in the movie. Well, on August 12th, 2021, the Chicago White Sox will host the New York Yankees at the Field of Dreams at Dyersville, Iowa. The game will be nationally televised on Fox and played in a temporary ballpark near the movie site. And they're going to play on that actual site, but it's near the movie site. They're going to build it just the way it was and make the capacity about 8,000 fans. And Major League Baseball said that the game uh, will be happening depending on the state of public health, which means the, the cocoa next summer. If we're still in this coronavirus pandemic, we may not see the game or the game we might see the way that they did putting cardboard people in the stands. It will be the first ever Major League Baseball game played in the state of Iowa. Um, Roman Weinberg, the director of operations for Go the Distance, uh, which runs the Field of Dreams movie site, said to uh, USA Today, he said it's comforting and exciting, you know, to know that this is going to be played. Um, he said, you know, then this is a second time around for it because they had thought about doing it before, but something happened and they were not able to do it before. He says, we were all patient throughout this whole process understanding that the health and safety of everyone involved is and continues to be the top priority and postponing the first game which was you know ready to go uh he said it made sense and it was the responsible thing to do but now that we can put our sights on august 12th of next year it's exciting to have that confirmation now the Yankees, the original schedule for 2021 had the Yankees playing on uh, a three-game series at the White Sox from uh, with the White Sox from August 13th to the 15th. That's where it was going to be, but then they rescheduled it for August 12th of 2021. I wonder if maybe, perhaps, are they going to bring Kevin Costner to the game? Is 
uh, who was the Lion King's name? Simba? Is Simba's father gonna be there? What was his, his name? Mufasa. Which is portrayed by James Earl Jones. I wonder if Mufasa's gonna be there. Because, you know, Mufasa or James Earl Jones was actually in the original Field of Dreams. And I think it's an awesome thing to do. To get the mind off of the pandemic. Because everything we're seeing now is all about the pandemic. The pandemic is raging and it's raging and it's raging and it's absolutely out of control. At some point, we will get control of it. I do believe that. But at the same time, we got to make it through these next crucial months. And if we make it through these next crucial months, we may see 8,000 people at the Field of Dreams. Can you imagine playing in a field where there's no fence and it's nothing but corn stalks in the backdrop? Can you imagine a Major League Baseball just, you know, being knocked into the field of corn stalks? Can you imagine a baseball player, instead of running through the fence or jumping over the fence, runs into the cornfield to make a spectacular catch? I don't know about you, but I am absolutely excited about this. Because, first of all, I love baseball. Like I told you in the second segment, I'm as American as they come. I grew up on baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. For those of you who remember those commercials. And I can't wait to see baseball do this thing. It should have been done 20 years ago. It should have been done right after the movie came out. With Shoeless Jackson and Nim. And I believe the time was, it was somewhere between 1910 and 1920. I can't remember the actual date. But what contributed to the story was the fact that the White Sox back then were caught up in a scandal and they had been betting on baseball and that whole White Sox crew is banned from ever being in the Hall of Fame of baseball forever which brings me to this subject and you knew I was getting ready to go there the Chicago White Sox of 19 oh whatever it was got banned from the Hall of Fame for cheating Major League Baseball and the marvelous the cantankerous P. 
Pete Rose from baseball for betting on baseball. He can't go in the Hall of Fame. And Pete Rose, Mr. Quote-Unquote Charlie Hustle, deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Then we had the steroid era. We had Mark Aguirre. We had Jose Canseco. We had Barry Bonds. We had a lot of people cheating and using steroids. As the noise gets louder and louder in the background. We had those people. Sammy Sosa. Who's not even black anymore. Bleached skin Sammy Sosa. Hitting home runs like they was going out of style. Barry Bonds became the all-time home run hitter. And cheated by juicing his body up. They have an asterisk or should have an asterisk by their name if they are in the Hall of Fame. They can't get in the Hall of Fame right now because nobody wants to put them in because they cheated. And lastly and currently you have the 2017 Houston friggin' Astros who cheated all through the playoffs and cheated while they were playing the World Series and won the World Series by cheating. And how did they cheat? Because they had somebody with a camera looking at the pitches and the signs for the pitch and they were stealing the signs and letting the batter know what was coming by banging on a tin trash can. Their championships were not taken. Their championships weren't stripped. They basically got a pat on the hand and said, Don't you ever do that again. When they should have got a huge asterisk and thrown out of Major League Baseball, in my opinion. Just my opinion. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody got one. So, I'm looking at the Field of Dreams movie. Maybe they need to make a movie after the cheating Astros. The Astros got lucky this past year, 2020, because they were going to get binged every time they got up to bat. And it started early in preseason, in spring training. As we get louder and louder in the background. Give me two minutes and I'll be done. So, the field of dreams is happening. For real. And I think it should happen. 
Like I said, I wonder if James Earl Jones is going to be out there. I wonder if Kevin Costner is going to be out there. Hey, I say let one of them throw out the first pitch in the field of dreams in Iowa. Just like in the movie, which ended with Kevin Costner out on that field playing ball with his son. Let's do it that way. Let's make a real field of dreams. Let's have the White Sox dress up in their 1908 uniforms. And then let's play ball without cheating. I'm done. The hashtag brother baseball is up next. You don't want to miss him. And thank you always for tuning in to this. Oh.